You're listening to Life Repurposed with Michelle Rayburn, where you'll find uplifting and practical advice for everyday living, creative inspiration for do-it-yourself projects, and recommendations for books and resources that will encourage you to embrace your life repurposed. I'm your host, Michelle Rayburn. This is episode number 37 of Life Repurposed. Today I'm going to be starting a short series on discovering repurposed life as we grow older. So today we're going to look at the bright side of gray hair and chin fuzz. I've always thought that women who flipped out when they turned those milestone years with zeros at the end were just a little bit caught up in vanity. I didn't mind turning 30. I didn't mind turning 40 either. But last year I turned 50 and I didn't like it quite as much. I arrived at the ripe old age of 40 a decade ago with only a strand or two of gray hair at most. So please don't hate me if you're riper than I am. But I didn't gray exceptionally early and I have, oh, I guess I could be honest, but I have more than a few now. But I had just a few then. But let me live in that blissful denial by calling them pre-gray hairs, if you will. My stylist happens to know the real shade of my hair, but to the rest of the world, it's going to remain a mystery, as well as how many the number of gray hairs is on top of my head. But when I first noticed the offending intruders of gray hair, I was in the car. Have you ever noticed that a visor mirror in bright sunlight tells the truth more than the best of bathroom mirrors? It's true. I have a really awesome close-up mirror in the bathroom. I have fantastic lights. And yet there are so many things that I can only see when I'm in the car and I have the visor mirror uh, flipped down. So anyway, by the way, I wanted to also tell you that the visor mirror is perfect for plucking old lady chin hairs. And this mortifies Phil to no end when we pass other cars on the highway and I'm taking advantage of this benefit. So I carry a tweezers now, but there was a time when he glanced over at me and was appalled when he found out that I had improvised and I had been plucking my chin hair with the pliers end of this pocket-sized multifunction Swiss Army thing that I carried in my purse. And I had gotten out the needle nose pliers and tried to take care of some chin hairs, which have multiplied like crazy on my face as I've grown older. So anyway, it took some coordination to maneuver the grips of my Swiss Army tool without knocking out a tooth or jamming the tip up my nose when we hit a pothole. But I'm getting off track. I was talking about silver hairs that I've detected in the last few years. Uh, When I noticed the gray, I was about two months past desperately needing to touch up my highlights, but I try to stretch as much as I can in between so that I don't have to go to the salon as often because, you know, it costs a little bit of money to do some highlights. And I had the visor down and I was probably checking my chin hairs like usual. And I noticed some lighter strands among the inches of my normal dishwater colored roots as it caught the sunlight. And some of them were even white. As I tilted my head, I rearranged a few hairs and then smoothed the top again, and I realized I was not imagining the silvery whitish strands. You won't believe this, I said to Phil. Keep your hands on the wheel and don't look now, but I think my hair is starting to self-highlight. Yeah, this is going to save us heaps in salon bills, I said. He gave me that raised eyebrow, whatever you say, look that husbands give when they wish their wives would act a little more normal. 
And I said to him, I'm beginning to see the silver lining in turning silver. But as the years have passed, it turns out his skepticism was accurate and it has cost us rather than saved us on salon bills. This was just my way of having a goofy look at aging and looking at it with a different perspective. One of the things that I want to talk about this week is how to change our perspective when life continues to move forward or we go through seasons and it's just really hard because it wasn't what we wanted or seeing things like gray hairs is just a reminder that I'm getting older. So as I'm in that halfway through a century part of life, I don't know that I'm going to be able to live a century, but I'm half a century old. Uh, I'm just thinking about what is what does it mean to grow older? And if you're somebody who's experienced a little bit of a midlife crisis, even at 30, 35, 40, you know, we're all different. So for you, it might be a huge crisis to have your life change when you're in your 30s. And for some people at 60 or 70 years old, you don't really even feel the effects of aging. So we are all different. My goal is for us to just look at what happens when we change our perspective and we discover life repurposed in the seasons of life. Our ability to get through challenges, whether it's aging or other difficult circumstances, really depends on how we decide to handle it, and it doesn't depend on the situation. I can always find some reason to complain in the middle of any situation, but a mood swing can bring on a string of whining without really any good reason. Because when I'm looking at something from one perspective, I have whining or a meltdown or something like that. And I don't really even know how to pinpoint it myself, much less put it into words to describe to my husband what's going on or how I'm feeling. But there are times when everything can that can go wrong does go wrong, and I don't fall apart. And so it's like, why? I ask myself, why is it that sometimes I fall apart? And why is it that other times I don't? And really, for me, it's about making a choice about my attitude. And that choice about my attitude controls my outlook more than the circumstance ever could. So there have been times when I actually, if I'm going to be honest, get a twisted sort of comfort in just wallowing and feeling sorry for myself, kind of like a toddler throwing a whiny fit. You know, there's sometimes a ridiculous pleasure in being ornery and maybe even in having a blubbery cry once in a while. But I know I can't carry on like that for very long because it isn't productive. The longer we wallow, the more that becomes our natural way of thinking and the more unhappy we become. Chronic complaining isn't pretty and it isn't pleasant for anyone around us and it isn't pleasant for ourselves. Really, it starts to internalize the automatic attitude that I have. So our ability to get through those challenges, like I said, is whether it's aging or whether it's any difficult circumstance, it really depends on how we decide to handle the situation and not on the situation. So how does a person begin to change the focus from the circumstance to a more positive outlook? I process my thoughts in a similar way to how someone might process a trash-to-treasure makeover on a really gross vase. (laughs) I'm going to say gross because you've been at garage sales or flea markets. You know how gross and filthy some things can be. So the whole idea for 
my book, The Repurposed and Upcycled Life, and the podcast, Life Repurposed, came from the idea of taking trash to treasure stuff, taking junk that I found at flea markets and yard sales and stuff, and turning it into treasures for my home. And I started to see how this is a metaphor for life, that picking through the table at a yard sale is really a lot like life. So I want you to imagine browsing through a table full of junky trinkets at a garage sale and you spot a vase and you pick it up and you look it over and you see the grime and you see the dust covering it and you set it back down and you shake the dust off your hands and you leave it on the table and you browse around a little bit more and you're looking for something better. You think there's there has to be something that doesn't have all this dirt on it something really pretty, but then your eyes come back to the vase. And on a second look, you see a sparkle of something that tells you there might be some pretty glass under that. So you decide to purchase it, trusting that under the grime, there has to be some beauty. Maybe you only pay a quarter for it, and so it's no big loss to you to just take it home and see what it is. So later, you wash away the dirt and you discover that it isn't cheap glass, after all, that it's valuable crystal. In fact, it's a vintage collectible that will get a good price on resale if you decide to sell it on, say, Facebook Marketplace or something like that. So now you're glad that you didn't pass up this prize because you've discovered, oh, it's actually really valuable. Now, I want you to compare that vase to the unpleasant experiences that we go through in life. When we first examine our circumstances, we might only see the negativity. We might only see the dirty stuff. We see the hurt. We see the injustice. We see the discouragement, the disappointment, and we aren't interested in it because of the frustration that goes along with it. And so we see the experience and we want to run away from it and walk away from it, and we just don't want to deal with it. We don't have the energy to deal with the discouragement. So in a metaphorical way, we dust off our hands and hope the situation will just go away if we ignore it. But like the vase, on a second look, we might notice a sparkle of something positive. And we ask God to reveal some hope under the gritty stuff. And we ask him to show us where there is something pretty in the middle of it. When we finally surrender to his will, We can eventually see the character, the maturity, the other qualities that we gain from the experience, even if we can't see it right away. As I get older, I can look back at even more life experiences and see the qualities that I have gained from the experience. And so even though I have been through more discouragement than I had when I was 30, even though I've had more frustrating experiences, more letdowns, my body is aging and not cooperating all of the time, even though there's more of that, I have begun to see the character, the maturity, and the other qualities that God has also developed in me. He has softened me and made me into a different person. I honestly think I'm a better person than I was before. And that's not to say it in a prideful way. It's just that if I were asking the question, would I want to be friends with myself? I would rather be friends with the me that I am now than the me I was 20 years ago. So that's just looking back and seeing some sort of shiny crystal in the middle of the the stuff that I had gone through in life. It's important to note that our feelings about a dirty vase at a garage sale don't have any bearing on the value of it. Like the value is the same, clean or dirty. I might feel like 
it has no value and therefore I want nothing to do with it. I'm not even going to spend my quarter on it. But feeling doesn't make it true. So I want you to think about life. You may feel that God doesn't love you, but that's the opposite of truth. Your feelings might tell you you're worthless, but God's word contradicts those feelings. So when we start to depend on feelings, like those kinds of feelings, it's time to go back and see if the feelings line up with the truth, especially the truth in the Bible. Feelings are not necessarily a bad thing. We have to look at our emotions and they are a good thing. So I don't, I'm not trying to discredit feelings because sometimes your gut just tells you this is a bad thing and you have to trust that to your intuition and those kinds of feelings. But just to know that if you feel God doesn't love you, that is not the truth. So even though inside, that's what something inside of me is telling me, that is not the truth. So I want to share with you a resource as I leave you today. I want to ask you a couple of questions. What is your typical response when you think of aging? Does every gray hair or wrinkle make you cringe? The Bible says, even to your old age and gray hairs, I am he. I am he who will sustain you. I have made you and I will carry you. I will sustain you and I will rescue you. That's from Isaiah 46 verse 4. If that isn't enough encouragement, would it help to know that God sees gray hair as a positive achievement? Gray hair, it says in Proverbs 16.31, is a crown of splendor. It is attained by a righteous life. So I've given you a little bit of God's truth, asked you a few questions. I want to leave you with a parting thought. What experiences have deepened your faith and helped you to trust in God more? And how can your own life experiences help you to be a positive influence on someone who is younger than you are? If you've enjoyed this episode, you'll find the content that I've just been talking about in chapter five of my book, The Repurposed and Upcycled Life When God Turns Trash to Treasure. You'll find a link to that book at michellerayburn.com slash 37. And you will also find a link to any other resources that I share with you there. I really want to encourage you to think about even aging as something that can be beautiful when we use our experiences and use our wisdom as something that can make a difference in the lives of other people. I hope you come back again next week when I interview Jill Savage, the author of Empty Nest, Full Life, Discovering God's Best for Your Next, as I continue to talk about how God repurposes us as we go through the seasons of life. You've been listening to Life Repurposed with Michelle Rayburn. Check out tips, resources, and inspiration at michellerayburn.com. I'd love it if you would subscribe to the podcast on your favorite platform, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, iHeartRadio, or Spotify. I'd also love it if you would like, review, and share the information about this podcast with your friends. Thank you so much for listening.